First John chapter three. This uh, was one of those last moment inspirations. A number of things went into it, and I uh, have a particular aim to accomplish this morning with this sermon. And I'm not going to wax eloquent. Uh, there will be no deep, heavy revelation. Uh, I'm going to preach very simply the power of the gospel, the power of God that can set people free and destroy the yoke of the devil. In 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 5, Paul makes a statement. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit. That's what we need in this generation. We need the power of the gospel, not Christians just in word only. And what we need this morning is a demonstration of the power of God. And there are addictions, there are afflictions of all manner of oppression and sickness in this sanctuary this morning. And the devil has used this to place a yoke upon the people of God and upon people's lives in marriages, and in some case, entire households, that you're under the yoke of hell. You're saved, you're born again, but this is a point of affliction, and God has not appointed you unto this this morning. And so I want to preach about destroying the works of the devil, and I'm here to declare, He that the Son sets free is free indeed. And I believe we're going to see that at this altar this morning. Read with me First John chapter 3. Beginning in verse 8, He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. In this, the children of God and the children of devil are manifest. So here's where you can tell who's who. And that is, whoever does not practice righteousness, and therefore we conclude that you therefore practice sin, is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. So I want to preach on destroying the works of the devil. And I want to first talk about the strongholds to be reckoned with. Now the devil... And his demonic workers are referred to in Scripture as a strong man. Now, as they came to Jesus and he had cast out a demon, and they begin to accuse him that he cast out demons by the power of the devil. So Jesus began to speak to them in Matthew 12, beginning in verse 26. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom your sons cast them out, therefore they shall be your judge. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds that strong man, and then he will plunder his house? So we have here a particular insight to the demonic realm. First of all, the devil wants to disguise his involvement behind much of what people are dealing with in life. There are things people are dealing with here today, uh, different afflictions, infirmities, uh, and uh, you, you somehow you've uh, just 
dismiss the fact uh, that the devil has brought you into bondage. Uh, he disguises this. Uh, and what happens in our world is they have secularized uh, spiritual elements. They've taken things that are spiritual issues and they have put secular names to them uh, and medical names to them uh, and sent people away with a handful of drugs. Also, what we find in a particular insight is that Jesus refers to the involvement of the devil as a strong man that has hijacked something and now stands guard over it. So once he gains a position of dominion or a position of influence over a certain situation of your life or a physical ailment or something of that sort, he now stands guard because he does not want to relinquish that bondage. And the third thing is that if the strong man is not dealt with, uh, then the stronghold remains. And that's what I'm after this morning is breaking the stronghold. This word strong man simply means powerful, mighty, or forceful. Uh, It is speaking of the demonic element. And so therefore, what we're dealing with is something that is beyond the human realm. It is not something that that you and I can take care of within ourselves. Uh, And the Bible says, and Paul makes it known to us in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. The NIV translation says, Though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So here in our text that we read, John is describing the strongholds that are produced because of sin. That's what he begins the whole thing with. He identifies Satan as the chief sinner in which he seeks to bring all of humanity under this bondage and under this affliction. Now people today far too lightly throw the word sin around like it's no big deal. Or like, yeah, no biggie, we have control of it. But the advantage that the devil gains is due to sin. Where you see uh, all manner of chaos uh, and all manner of disarray and the bondages and the torments of life, that is a product of sin tonight. Uh, And we throw this word around, but when we sin, when we play with sin, when we take sin lightly, this gives the devil a certain advantage to produce certain strongholds in a person's life and an entire families. Now, I want you to think of this beyond what you're doing today or beyond where you are today because I've found that even after you repent, there are certain strongholds and bondages that remain in our lives. Some of you are experiencing those this morning as we're here. There are certain bondages and strongholds. You're born again. You've repented. Uh, but these strongholds, still remain. I want you to take something as simple as allergies and asthma. These are spiritually linked to fear and rejection and the fear of rejection. So if you are under the bondage of allergies or asthma, the spiritual link is fear, rejection, and the fear of rejection. Now, I've suffered for allergies the entire, my entire life, uh, sometimes very severe And I've always wondered over the years, and I don't know why I, you know, I don't know, I'm just not the the sharpest always, but, um, you know, I think of myself today and I think, well, I don't see that my life is defined by fear and rejection, the fear of rejection. And I, I think about this, I try to be honest with myself, so then 
why, why this bondage and why this affliction? And I have contended with this over the years, and I, I came to an understanding and a conclusion because I begin to remember my childhood. And in my childhood, I suffered extreme bondage to fear and the fear of rejection. Not just a small bondage, but a, a severe bondage to these. And, and I can look and say the severity of my allergies were far greater before I got saved. In excess of anything, and even as the years have gone, and I came to this conclusion sometime back and have begun to contend against this, uh, and beginning to realize this, and I've, I've slowly seen every season less and less as I'm breaking these strongholds uh, that resided, uh, that the devil had me ignorant of. And I want you to think about that uh, concerning some things in your life, because the devil masks all of that, and we just accept things, but there's stuff that is linked to dealing with your childhood, your early adult years, uh, that are uh, bondages of fear, and rejection and the fear of rejection you may not be bound by that today but there's this effect that remains until you identify it and break it uh, and the devil will mask this uh, and we just accept these bondages and learn how to live with them instead of contending for freedom and I want to really uh, uh, push you this morning that there are things you've accepted you just accept and they're there uh, and you have to deal with them in the physical realm and you have to do what you have to do but I want to really uh, uh, challenge you this morning to, to begin to contend again for a miracle now, there are strongholds that need to be dealt with right here in this sanctuary this morning I just prayed with someone yesterday or day before Ernie and I were there ministering at a home uh, they walked in, and I've never seen such a thing as this. The moment they walked in the door, they begin to weep. They came under the conviction of God, begin to confess certain addictions in their life. And uh, we begin to minister uh, and uh, prayed with this dear lady. One of the one of the addictions was a, a severe cigarette addiction, uh, and uh, and we prayed. And I, I asked her, uh, and I said, "How have you done since we prayed?" Uh, she says, "I haven't touched a cigarette in a couple of days. I don't even have the desire." Because we're talking about the power of God that can break through bondages and strongholds. Uh, there are people that are uh, fighting bondages of the cycles uh, of sickness. Okay, I want you to listen to me because the cycles of sickness. Uh, we're talking about something that it's always there, it's constant, there's always a sickness. Uh, there are reasons for this. Uh, one of them is simply a bondage and a curse that has found its way uh, through the process of time. Uh, and many times the reason it stays there is because you accept it. Or you begin to philosophize the situation. Or, or in some cases, extreme cases, people will use uh, the, the constant sickness of their kids as an excuse uh, to be flaky. Whatever the reasons are, you're fighting this. Others are fighting oppression and depression as a child of God. Other overwhelming, reoccurring mental battles... Now, the Bible tells us of the ministry of Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. That's what Jesus does. That's what He still does today. Can you say amen? He breaks through oppression and all manner of the diseases and sicknesses of life and brings wholeness. And so this brings me secondly then to the topic of bondages and addictions. And I'm moving quickly because I want to have plenty of time at the altar this morning. 
We're living in a generation that is bound by prescription drugs. And I'm not telling you to go home and start throwing away all your pills. Um, that's not good counsel initially. Okay, So, I'm not telling you to do that, but I am challenging you to contend against this in prayer, not accept it as the norm. Now, I have an article here, and it shows 70% of Americans take prescription drugs. Now, these are not just the -the over-the-counter. These are things you've gone to a doctor, so these are a heavier type of medication for specific ailments. Researchers find that nearly 70% of Americans are on at least one prescription drug, and more than half receive at least two prescription drugs. Uh, in this report, researchers from the Mayo Clinic, a nonprofit medical research, report that antibiotics, antidepressants, and painkillers are the most common prescriptions given to Americans. Twenty percent of the U.S. patients were also found to be on five or more prescription medications. Uh, the second most common prescription was for antidepressants. That suggests mental health is a huge issue. And it's something we should focus on. And the third most common were the uh, painkillers of different sorts, uh, which is concerning considering the very addicting nature. A lot of people are addicted to painkillers. Nearly one in four women ages 50 to 64 were to be found on antidepressants. And 13% of the overall population on antidepressants, 17% of people in the study were being prescribed antibiotics and 13% are on some sort of painkiller. Now, at some point, this becomes a bondage. It becomes a bondage. You're going to have to see it, accept it. And there are all manner of addictions that are at work in modern day society. The obvious are the drugs and alcohol, pornography, prescription drugs, cigarettes and tobacco, Food, gambling, video games, social media. These are some of the highlight addictions that are at work in modern day society. And I read one uh, or a couple of articles I thought were interesting uh, that I'm going to read to you about the, the social media addiction. Plenty of research has demonstrated that the, the addictive quality of social media its very real. According to a new study, heavy social media use may also contribute to different types of addiction. So what they've concluded is one addiction in your life now opens the door for other addictions. So a social media addiction opens the door to other types. So listen, psychologists at the University of Albany found that not only is social media, particularly Facebook, itself potentially addictive, those who it may also be at greater, they, they may also be at greater risk for impulse control issues like substance abuse. Those who were struggling with social media addiction were more likely to report internet addiction. Also challenges with emotion regulation. You have no control over that. And drinking problems. One psychologist led this study that Facebook was found to have especially addictive properties. The respondents spent an average of one-third of their online browsing time on Facebook. And the findings suggest that uh, disordered online social networking may arise as part of a cluster of risk factors that increase susceptibility to both substance and non-substance 
addiction. So I thought that's very interesting because we are a generation that is filled with addictions of all manners. See, but people won't admit it. They, they go through all this and it's like you go through your, uh, your, your alcoholic anonymous. Once a, an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. And it's their way of, of never really having to deal with it. But Jesus said, he that the sun sets free is free indeed. Now there's another article, how the risk of social, uh, the, how real a risk is social media addiction. And he goes on about this, this young person, Jason Thibodeau. Why I just quit Facebook. It's a new debate about the risks of social media addiction. So this young person, I think college age, made an essay which went viral soon after he posted it, getting more than 700,000 views. Okay, so that means that he hit something. Okay, so he wrote that he quit Facebook because my news feeds were becoming an addiction. They were a constant interruption pulling me away from the work I was otherwise enjoying. Just imagine, he says, that Facebook is like a digital water cooler. I was drinking a ton of water every hour, he wrote. Although I'm not a neuroscientist, I'd venture to say that what was happening was related to my dopamine levels. When I was checking status updates on my Facebook, my brain was rewarding itself with dopamine. When I wasn't, my dopamine dropped as a result and I started looking for a fix. So I quit, he said. Cold turkey. That's really the way to deal with an addiction. People want to, you know, mess around. No, cold turkey. Addicted cigarettes today, not addicted tomorrow. Addicted to drugs today, not addicted tomorrow. Addicted to pornography today, not addicted tomorrow. Because that's the power of God. Can you say amen? And if we're not careful, we begin to water this down because of all the craziness of how our society uh, coins all of these and puts names on them. Uh, But we're going to go to the simplicity of the power of the gospel that sets people free. And that's what we believe, uh, that from one moment to the next, you can be free of addictions. You, You have to see and equate an addiction with sin. That you've allowed a bondage and you've allowed a place of idolatry in your life uh, that you turn to instead of God. In our text, verse 8, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. So what's he saying when he says, well, if you're in God, you can't sin. And you're like panicking because you're like, whoa, what do you mean? Because I sinned. And uh, what he's really talking about when you when you study this out is those who habitually characteristically sin or of the devil or those who practice sin as a lifestyle are of the devil that you cannot be in God and practice a lifestyle of sin that two cannot co-inhabit you're either free in Christ or you are not there is no in-between ground and this practicing of sin automatically makes you a candidate for all manner of bondages torments, uh, addictions, uh, and uh, b- because you're simply living on the devil's terms. We're living in a world with all manner of emotional disorders. I, I can't even go into I'd have a list that wouldn't stop if I read them all to you. But, you know, anxiety disorder, depression disorder, fear, mental torment, emotional instability, panic disorders, bipolar, and, and the list goes on and on and on. Well, these are all spiritual issues. You have to understand that. 
They are the result of sin. Whether you're now a child of God and not living in sin, uh, but as I described earlier, uh, there are certain things after salvation you have to confront in your life. Uh, you have to deal with head on uh, and you have to break the power of the devil. On top of this, we're dealing with all manner of disease and sickness. Now I'm going to be praying specifically for a couple of things. One of them is diabetes this morning. And there's a testimony that somebody's going to give that got healed in the last diabetes healing line. And, uh, and, and I want to read you something. This is a real bondage in our generation. So in 2012, 29.1 million Americans, 9.3% of the population had diabetes. The incidence of diabetes in 2012 was 1.7 million new diagnosed that year. In 2010, it was 1.9. Diabetes remains the seventh leading cause of death in America. That's pretty staggering. And it opens the door and coincides, and if I mispronounce these, I apologize to those that know how to pronounce them, hypoglycemia, hypertension, dyslipidemia, blindness and eye problems, kidney disease, and amputations. That's pretty severe. So I thought, well, that's pretty severe stuff. I think we need to be praying uh, for diabetes and believing God for His miracle power to set people free. But let me tell you uh, so that you can begin to process this before the altar call. Diabetes on a spiritual level is linked to self-hatred, self-pity, and the spirit of rejection. Yeah, on a spiritual level. Now, we can go into all obese and this and that. Well, I'm telling you spiritually where it's linked. Uh, and uh, I like to think that I can eat whatever the heck I want and not have diabetes. Now, I don't know how all that works. I'm sure there's truly a medical situation. Your body cannot uh, overkill on sugar, although I've pressed it a few times. Uh, but um, we're talking about something that you can be free of. That God can begin to cause your pancreas to produce insulin again on its own by the miracle power of God. Because sickness and disease is a demonic hijacking based upon fallen man. It hijacks your health. Once your health is hijacked, it hijacks your peace. And it hijacks your finances. Do you see how that stronghold works? That bondage that the devil now has that begins to spread forth, uh, begins to take control uh, and put you in a place uh, that your back is against the wall. uh, And then it produces excessive anxiety and worry. And now you have other problems. uh, This is all associated with bondage. uh, And for this reason, the Son of Man came to destroy the works of the devil. So the gospel and the book of Acts are filled with miracles of healing and deliverance. I was just reading randomly in the book of Mark and I was taken back by how, just how uh, the ease at which Jesus healed people. And so I was reading this particular miracle in, in Mark seven thirty two through 35. Then they brought to him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. They begged him to put his hands on him. He took him aside from the multitude, put his fingers in his ears, spat and touched his tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, Ephata, or that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were open and the impediment of his tongue was loosed and he spoke plainly. See the ease in which Jesus can heal? Just in a moment of time without any effort at all because this is what God does. 
See, you need to understand that healing and deliverance for Jesus is nothing. But remember when they brought the demon-possessed boy to the disciples and they couldn't get him delivered? See, the problem is us. And there are reasons for that uh, that we try to address when we pray for people. Uh, uh, but the reason is us. For God, it's nothing. And if you can get, at least get past that mental barrier, get, get past that one, well, does God really want to heal me? Oh, so God just wants you afflicted and bound. It just doesn't make sense to the nature of God. Now, I'm not going to go into the arguments about certain things uh, that perhaps God's used for His glory. I'm just telling you as a basic statement God does not want you to be bound and afflicted. Healing is not some event that we set up and then God shows up. Healing is the very nature of God. It is a result of what happened on that cross. And in 1 Peter 2.24, as he borrows from Isaiah 53, who himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on that tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By His stripes, we are healed. When they beat Him, when they tore His skin, when the blood was shed, that opened the door for supernatural healing. It's by those stripes you're healed. And we're talking about physical, emotional, and mental healing this morning. Because let's not forget that humanity's problem is a sin problem. We can get so caught up in the labels and all the things, and it's a sin problem. They have all these names for everything, all these ailments and dysfunctions. It's a sin problem that results from living in a fallen world. But it is amazing the power of repentance. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, He has delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. You can be bound and in darkness, in dysfunction in one moment, set free in the next moment. How? Through the power of repentance and the blood of Jesus as applied. And it is amazing what happens when we deal with our sin. That's the reason that we've been taught by Pastor Mitchell over the years uh, that you begin to deal with root issues. And I've read other men on this topic. And one man uh, that aligns very well with Pastor Mitchell on this wrote a book, uh, A More Excellent Way. uh, And he talks about, I'm real dubious about these healing crusades. They just line them up and bring them in a line praying. And they never deal with the issues of their sin. Some things, yes, can be miraculously right now set free. Other things is a root you have to deal with. And it's amazing when you come clean and confess your bitterness and confess your rebellion and, and deal with your fear and deal with the rejection and the self-pity how God heals your physical body. When you're ready to be delivered, He will break the power of your addiction. When you're ready to be delivered. So let me close then with the power of the gospel revealed. Because our text makes a resounding statement in verse 8. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that He might destroy the works of the devil. That's what captured me. That was what God dropped in my spirit to preach on this morning. That it was for this that the Son of God was manifest that He might destroy the works of the devil. I asked Vince to put in that song, This is Amazing Grace, because of that line, Who breaks the power 
of sin and darkness because that's what God does. The works of the devil are all that I have mentioned and more. And Jesus made it clear that the purposes of the devil are to kill, to steal, and to destroy, to bring people into bondage, to steal the quality of God's life and peace from you. For this, the purpose of the Son of God was manifest, that He might destroy the works of the devil. That there is power in this gospel that I'm preaching this morning. We don't put... uh, Uh, much credit in in man and what man can do. But when God can take this gospel and use it through a person uh, and a people will believe it, uh, there's power in this gospel to heal, to deliver, to break the power of sin and darkness. Uh, And in the book of Hebrews, he says in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, "...inasmuch as the children have partaking of the flesh and blood..." He himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. We have this story of legion in the Bible. We're an intriguing story. This, this, this really challenges me in some areas of my own theologies because, because we don't see a lot of special prayers going on here. We see a man that's severely bound by multitudes of demons out of his mind possessed, his life is reduced to living in tombs, cutting himself. Uh, so you can kind of tell you're, you're close to being demon-possessed or right there when you start cutting yourself, young person. And so here, here he is cutting himself, having no control of anything. Society didn't know what to do with him. They were scared death. He was violent. I'm sure today they would have given him several labels uh, that the psychiatric community has produced, they would have prescribed some drugs, sent him on his merry way to live a tormented existence. That's the best they can do. But the Bible tells us in Mark 5, 14 and 15, so Jesus sets this man free, and they went out to see what it was that had happened, and they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed that had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. Now, I don't go out of my way to pray for a lot of people that have a lot of psychological problems and have been diagnosed with a lot of things unless they're willing to tell me right now you're ready to get free. You don't want it anymore. You're not looking to use this as a manipulative tool in your life anymore or as a way to escape from life. You're ready to get free. But this is what God can do. This is the power of the gospel through Jesus Christ in one moment out of his mind uh, totally demonized in the next moment through the power of the gospel sitting in his right mind Romans 1.16 for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes see the question is will you believe this morning some of you you've you've just put it under a rug and you've just learned how to live with it and, I, and I'm not saying that if you haven't gotten healed or delivered that you just go and uh, you know do something stupid you know you got to live in the context of whatever medicine but listen to me you've, you've accepted it you're not contending anymore for your freedom you're not looking and asking God to show you the root issues and the things that you can deal with so you can get totally set free and delivered. And I'm going to be honest with you. The more that I pray for people, the more confidence I get. The more um, I, I wonder why that person didn't get healed. I was certain that they would get healed. 
But there are things that I don't know. There are things that God didn't show me and they didn't confess. God wants to destroy the works of the devil today. Deliverance from addictions today. Healing from sickness and disease today. Peace of mind for this purpose. The Son of God was manifest that He might destroy the works of the devil. Will you believe that with me today at this altar? Will you believe for supernatural? Uh, uh, how's Manny doing? To- yeah, totally healed by the power of God, aren't you? He had a, uh, uh, what was that thing called? That tube, whatever, yeah. And uh wasn't good. And uh, Pastor Troy and I laid hands on him. And the next day I, I get this email, uh, text. That he was totally healed by the power of God. Took it out of him. He's sitting here today. Hallelujah. I'm going to have James come. James Thompson. He uh, was in the last prayer line for diabetes that uh, that we prayed for, and I was a little discouraged. And you got to help me out because I say, hey, let me know if you get healed. And nobody came. I'm like bummer, man. And and so then he comes some weeks later. And uh, I asked him again this week, and uh, he's going to testify what happened. He's got that. All right. It's been about uh, 2010 when I got diagnosed with uh, diabetes. I lost a lot of weight, numbness in my feet, in my hands, lightheadedness, spinning around. He prayed for me about six months ago, I believe. And ever since then, I haven't had uh, the problems with the lightheadedness. I haven't, I've been off medicine for about a year. And I just feel great. I've lost weight. I've, things have been happening. My, my system's been working right. So I want to give God the credit for that, yeah. that I'm healed. And I still have to pray against it because, like he said, it's a spirit, spiritual component. But God has delivered me and I'm walking in health today. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads together. You're in this assembly today, and you would just be honest. You are bound by the power of sin. It has caused all sorts of torment and chaos in your life. You've maybe avoided it, maybe excused it, but today you're willing to be honest. You know what? I'm bound by the power of sin. I've made decisions that have caused this to be worse, uh, but I'm ready to get right with God today. I'm ready for the power of God to set me free of my sin, to break these curses in my life, to forgive me. I'm telling you, you don't even understand the love and the peace of God until He'll give it to you today. It's an amazing, amazing thing. And that's what you need today. You're looking for that. You'd be totally honest. And what I'm asking you to do is repent. I'm a sinner. I'm not right with God. Put aside your religious beliefs, your religious affiliations or whatever. And let's just deal with who we are. We are sinners. And the only hope for sinners is Jesus Christ. He's the one that went to the cross, paid the ultimate price, shed His blood, rose again on the third day, and now there's power available that if you repent, uh, the power of God will not only radically change you, heal you and set you free. And you're here and you're ready to do that today. I want you to lift your hand up. Put it up so I can see it. You're not right with God. You're ready to get right today. Today is your day to be free, to be right, to be forgiven and start a new life. Start fresh. Thank you so much. Who else? Thank God is going to help you more than you realize. More than you realize today. 
Something's going to be broken there. Who else? You're ready to come to Jesus. Thank you so much. Who else? I'm ready to come. Be delivered. Be free. Be forgiven. I don't want these bondages anymore. Thank you so much. I'm ready for Jesus to help me. Who else? Thank you so much. Oh, God's going to help you. I'm telling you. See, when you can come under the conviction, like this dear lady when Ernie and I are there and she walks through the door of the house and immediately just begins to cry because the conviction of God hit her. She begins to confess her addictions and because of that, God has touched her life. Because you're willing to do that today, He's going to meet with you. Who else? You're not right with God. You're ready to be free, changed. Lift your hand. I want to pray with you. Who else? Very quickly. God's dealing with you. Don't put it off. Don't reason your way through it. It is Today is your day of salvation. You need to come to Christ. God is calling you to Himself. Will you come and let Jesus change you, free you? Who else? Lift your hand up. Who's that? Of all these that lifted your hand, you're going to look at me eye to eye. You're going to look at me eye to eye. Right here. Right over here. 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 All of you are coming out of your seat and meeting me. Come. God's going to help you. This is going to be a wonderful day for you. There was another lady I saw raise a hand somewhere. Thank God. There's freedom, sis. I don't know exactly what, but there's freedom. Powerful freedom you're going to experience at this altar. I want somebody to pray for her and take your time praying for her. Oh, God, we give you praise. Hallelujah. I need a brother to come pray with him. Take time. Pray with these people at the altar. Help them break the yokes. Bring them to confession. Somebody else that lifted their hand. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Listen, church. You've you've settled. You've stopped contending in some areas for breakthrough. Jesus came to break the destroy the works of the devil. He's a strong man. That's the way he works. And once he gets control of something, he's not just going to let it go. You have to break through in that. And I have no doubt there are addictions among God's people that need to be broken today. They could be all manner of things. You're going to have to be honest. There are dispositions of bitterness, of rejection, of fear that you've accepted uh, and, and it is a result of some of the things you're dealing with. There are others that God really illuminated something. There's something that, that has afflicted you for many years of your life and, and, and God is showing you that there's, there was a bondage of your childhood or your early adult years uh, that, that had allowed that in there and it just has never been broken. And this morning, God is going to move by His mighty power. We're going to stand and I'm going to ask you to come. And once you come to the altar, I'm going to ask you to stay here till the service is done. That is a very important what we're going to do today. So please come and then stay here until the service is over because we're going to be praying. And I don't want to disconnect here. Let God do a work here. And as we are you're coming, we're going to sing a song. We're going to allow God. You, you make your confession, you deal. And then we're going to pray for some things this morning as we sing this song together. Thank you, Lord. Yes. God, we thank you for the debt that you paid. Hallelujah, Lord and Savior. 
Kalabandi Bisibi Alamando. Lord, we need your power to work this morning. Oh God, rain upon us today by your Holy Spirit. Oh, you've come, God, to destroy the works of the devil. We're asking you to do that today. Oh, my God and my King, I thank you. Oh, my God, we thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, God, be glorified today. Hallelujah. God, we confess before you. We open our hearts, Lord. You have given us liberty and freedom. Oh, we thank you for the cross, Lord. We thank you for the blood shed. By your stripes, we can be made whole. God, today you're going to break the yokes of bondage and torment. Oh, God, you're going to touch her right now by the blood of Jesus. Your power, God, would flow forth right now. God, break every yoke, every power. Oh, by the blood of Jesus, let the liberty and the freedom of the Holy Ghost, God, fill her right now. One more time, he paid a debt. Holy be si aramando robo bo. I hold a debt. I could not be. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I aramandi be si be aramandi be si be aramando rosh. Hallelujah, wonderful, wonderful God. Amazing grace. Oh, we thank you for that grace, oh God. Hallelujah. Christ Jesus made a debt that I could never. I'm going to ask you to stand. Please don't go back to your seat. I really need you to be plugged in. A couple of things. We're going to move through this. I don't want to lose the service. I want to pray. Uh, Every head is bowed. We're going to sing the song in a moment. Uh, if you have an addiction that you've identified in your life, you're going to line up right here in the front, very quickly, right here in the front. If you have an addiction, while we sing this song, I'm not going to pull on you and beg you. If you have an addiction, you're ready to be free. You're going to line up right here. God is going to help you. Sing it through one time. Lift your hands as we worship. Uh, oh, thank you. Yes.
praying for an addiction, lift your hands so I know who you are. Okay, come this way, right here. If you're, if you're praying for an addiction, come. Okay, listen to me very closely. Uh, this, is, this is a decision of your will. Okay? Now, God is all-powerful. He's almighty. He, he's not going to do anything against your will. If you're ready to be delivered, and this is specifically for an addiction, I'll pray for other things in a minute, okay? Then, then God is ready to deliver you. If you are a part of any sort of program, 12-step, you need to get out right away. You will not get free if you stay in those programs. Okay, you need to judge those things, move on from them. What you need is the power of God. Okay, and so I want you to lift your hands right where you're at. You're praying for this. You're lifting your hands. You're closing your eyes. You're praying this prayer with me in the name of Jesus. I take dominion over this addiction in my life. This demon spirit that has laid hold on my spirit. God, forgive me that I've given myself to these things. I confess them as sin and I break the curse and every curse of inheritance and every curse of the bloodline by the blood of Jesus. I proclaim your liberty, your dominion, and I break the power of the stronghold of this addiction. Now, name it to yourself, that addiction. Of this addiction, name it to yourself. In the name of Jesus Christ, uh, amen. Begin to help me pray, church, right now, Father. Loose her and I break the bondage right now. It will no longer reside. Loose her in the name of Jesus, uh, you spirit of torment and affliction. Uh, loose her right now by the blood of Jesus. You no longer have dominion. Oh, loose her, you tormenting spirit. I break your curse right now. Loose him by the blood of Jesus. Uh, no longer reside in him right now. Loose her in the name of Jesus. Uh, I break your curse and hold. Uh, oh, by the blood of Jesus, be loosed and be free right now. You tormenting and lying spirit, uh, loose from her right now. In Jesus' name, I break the curse right now. In Jesus' name, I break the curse. Uh, Oh, I command wholeness right now. Loose him. In the name of Jesus, every addiction, every bondage will be loosed. Begin to worship him right now. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to say this. For some, it's going to be like the dear lady that testified to me this morning. I haven't had an urge, and that, and that that that's what I'm looking for. Uh, but it doesn't mean the devil's not going to test the waters. Okay, it's a decision of your will. Okay, freedom does not mean you'll never be tempted again. It means you have the power to say no more, and the addiction is broken, and you're not going to touch it again. And you watch what God will do in the name of Jesus. I want to pray for those in particular. You can step back. There's a cycle of sickness that has been in your life or your family for a long time. A cycle of sickness. We're going to sing it through. If that's you, you're going to line up right now. We're going to sing this through. You have a cycle of sickness. It's just reoccurring all the time. It's a dominion that the devil has. We're going to break that this morning. Anybody else, you come sing it together. Oh, lift your hands in worship. Hallelujah. Wash my Thank sins you. away. And now I'm 
testimonies. Now I'm going to pray for you. A cycle of sickness. A couple of things you need to understand. Some of these are hereditary. Uh, they're curses that run through the bloodline. Uh, some of them are emotional dispositions that have long time resided in your life uh, and that you're going to take dominion over today, but you're going to take dominion over every day in prayer. And for some of you, there are very specific things that I mentioned in the sermon. Emotional things, rejection, self-pity, hatred, anger, bitterness, things of that sort that are a reoccurring fight in your life or that were a serious stronghold at one point in your life. And somehow the devil has taken advantage of that. And we're going to break that power today. The whole thing is you cannot make excuses for it. You can no longer just accept it as it is, but you're going to contend. And I believe there's going to be miracle power here today. Now, can any of you right now, if you get healed, can you tell that? Lift your hand. Any of you that are here, are you going to be able to tell right now if, if that particular thing or... Not, not in particular. Okay, well, you, you could tell the day. And what is that going to be? Is it there now? Okay, so put your hand on it. Every one of you are praying with me in the name of Jesus. I take dominion against the curse of sickness, infirmity, in my life, in my family, in my children. I break this curse. Every inherited curse, uh, I turn it back. You no longer have dominion over me. And by the blood of Jesus, uh, I curse your existence. Uh, I break this cycle of sickness, uh, disease in my body, in my home. And I'm taking dominion uh, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, I claim that healing right now in Jesus' name. Begin to pray with me, Father, in the name of Jesus. I break the curse. Uh, I break the cycle. It will no longer reside in these lives and home right now. Loose in the name of Jesus. I break the curse and the cycle of sickness. Dominion right now in Jesus' name. Uh, loose her, you tormenting spirit. I break your curse. Commanded to be broken right now. Uh, loose her in the name of Jesus. Every cycle of sickness will be cursed and broken from this day forward. Loose her in the name of Jesus. Uh, I break this curse. Uh, I break the cycle in Jesus' name. Loose him, you tormenting and lying spirit. Uh, I break your curse. Pray with me in the name of Jesus. Uh, God, I let go all my past. Uh, God, every bit of bitterness, uh, all anger. God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I break the curse in the name of Jesus. Loose him right now in the name of Jesus. All pain will leave this body. Begin to check yourself. Oh, by the blood of Jesus. Begin to check yourself by faith. Oh, Keep checking yourself. Tell me what God does. Oh, God, touch her right now. You tormenting spirit of affliction, loose her right now, I command. Be broken right now. All affliction will leave her body, not return. These children in this home, loose in Jesus' name. 
Whoa, by the blood of Jesus, touch right now. Lord, thorough cleansing right now in Jesus' name. I break the curse right now. You lying spirit, loose her in Jesus' name. You have no more dominion right now. Oh, God, touch her. Hallelujah. Yes, touch her right now, Lord. By the blood of Jesus, Lord, wholeness and healing. Oh, you tormenting spirit. Uh, I curse your existence in her body. You will no longer reside right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, God, touch him right now, Father. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I break the curse. Oh, by the blood of Jesus. Uh, touch right now. Every spirit of torment and affliction will be broken right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. What's happening with your back? Check yourself. What's happening? What's happening? It doesn't hurt. Did it hurt a minute ago? Well, we'll do this. Where is it? Where is it now? Oh, amen. Hallelujah. It's gone. I need to hear testimonies when you see what God's done. One more, and then we're going to leave. Diabetes. Some of you are going to be the third time in the line. <laughs> you need an overhaul, but God's going to help you. Diabetes. If you have diabetes, we're singing it through one more time, and then we're going to dismiss, and I'll be standing here to pray for others that have needs in their body. He paid a debt. self-hatred, self-pity, rejection. Those may even go back. Could be curses of inheritance. Uh, but, but God wants to heal you. He wants to cause um, you to produce insulin on your own and deliver you. And you're going to know uh, because when you get healed, if you are taking pills or you have to, it's going to have a negative effect. And you're going to start seeing things are wacky. And uh, if you're the one of those that takes your test, I want you to test yourself when you get home with your little machine and uh, I want you to let me know as soon as you know that you've been healed and how many are praying for diabetes lift your hand okay do you believe that's the question totally set free by the power of God that's his desire do you believe Eric okay do you believe okay I'm not picking on you but you guys are a little older you've been with it a little longer it's easy just to be the elephant that's been chained up but God wants to set you free. Lift your hands with me. Say in the name of Jesus, I believe you today. And I'm dealing with the issues of my heart. God, I curse and I judge all self-pity, all rejection, all self-hatred. And I accept your love for me that you've accepted me in the beloved. 
And I break the curse of the bloodline and of inheritance. And I command the spirit of diabetes to be broken in my body and my pancreas to begin to produce insulin. Everyone put your hand right there in your stomach area and say, in the name of Jesus, I command healing. Pray with me right now. Oh, God, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, Lease him, you spirit of diabetes. I break your curse no longer. Will you reside in his body? I command the pancreas uh, to begin to function normally. In the name of Jesus, you tormenting and lying spirit. Be loose from her body. You will no longer reside. I speak a miracle right now. In the name of Jesus, uh, resurrection life in these kidneys right now by the blood of Jesus. Uh, the pancreas will begin to function correctly. Uh, loose him, you lying spirit. I command it in Jesus' name. Uh, oh, loose him right now. I command healing into this pancreas. Healing by the blood of Jesus. Uh, healing by the blood of Jesus. Touch her. Healing in the name of Jesus. Uh, Oh, I command healing right now. Touch her right now. In Jesus' name. Loose her, you tormenting spirit. I command right now. All diabetes will leave and not return right now. I command it. A miracle. Loose him right now in Jesus' name. I command your hold to be broken, not to return. In the name of Jesus, I command healing into this body. All diabetes will leave and not return in Jesus' name. I command normality into her body. By the blood of Jesus Christ, touch him right now in Jesus' name. Worship God one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. walk in victory today, contend, amen, and let's believe God to destroy the works of the devil, and I'm going to be waiting to hear the testimonies, we want to hear, we have to hear those, they encourage our faith, and they encourage the faith of others, so as soon as you know, please tell me, but do not, under any circumstances, whatever, do not accept it.